Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering the autopsy of Jane Doe, which we requested ourselves. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So, um, the I am drinking the Plum Deluxe Portland Rose City Chai Tea, and I decided to get a little fancy and do the... Uh, cream honey with cinnamon and that is literally just raw honey and cinnamon but this tea has black tea rubose tea oregon rose petals cardamom ginger cinnamon lemon grass blackberry and almond essence and apparently it's low caffeine we'll get more later <laughs> we will have plenty of caffeine oh yes and I am drinking Bigelow's Mint Medley Herbal Tea, and it is caffeine-free. And it shows peppermint leaves, spearmint leaves, rose hips, lemon peel, and hibiscus. Cool. But as always, thank you so much to Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our lovely tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So, the autopsy of Jane Doe, which, by the way, it's the only movie called this, but it came out in 2016, if you want context on how recent it is. Um, but for the summary, a coroner father, coroner father and his son are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was apparently harboring dark secrets. IMDb. Yes. <laughs> I did tweak it a little bit, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for entertainment, man, this movie, like me and Jess were so excited when we saw the trailer for it before the movie even came out initially. Yes. And then whenever, and it's like, we were kind of scared. It's like, whenever you are so excited for, especially a horror movie and oh, you yes. watch it, it, you're just like, what disappointment is it going to throw at me? Yeah. It's easy to get too hyped for, uh, especially a horror movie. Yeah. But it's like, honestly, this one did not disappoint. No, it was good. It was really good. Like, looking back, there's maybe a few things I'll touch on that I think could be improved. But, yes. I mean, this is a this is a top-tier horror movie. Like, for, for us seasoned horror fans, we even, like... For it to still like, freak us out, even after multiple watches. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, like... I think because of the end, I, it's not my go-to horror movie because I don't really necessarily enjoy the horror movies that always end badly. Like, like that's why I like uh, the, the Conjuring movies is because at the end you're like, oh, everything's okay. Everything's happy again. But like this one is like, no. 
<laughs> and the cycle continues and there will continue to be death and suffering. Anyways, so so this is definitely a movie that I watch over and over again, but it's not like my top pick. It's like my second pick. So because of that, I would rate this a 7.75, almost an 8. Like 8 is like, we'll watch no matter what mood I'm in. But this one is like, I have to be in a little bit more specific of a mood. But I love how even before they start explaining what's happening, they give you small clues throughout the movie on like what's coming up. Um, Like, especially like in the beginning where you uh, where they talk about like what happened with the family and like how gruesome and stuff it was is like, you know, there's some sort of curse or something around that corpse, but you don't know what exactly it is. I, and the fact that, like, the cops in the beginning, they say, like, it looks like we're uh, they were trying to leave, not break in. So they do, like, little clue things like that. Kind of like a, a Hell House LLC. That episode hasn't come out yet. But um, but where but those who have seen that movie, it kind of clues you in into what's happening. And you just have to sit back and witness. Um, you're along for the ride witness me yes and that i do uh, like the fact that they mention um her body composition like they said that her waist was more narrow and especially finding out the time period that she uh, was alive it's like oh that could be a corset but it's like they didn't obviously be like oh she used to wear corsets and that's why her waist is narrow it's like they just kind of throw little bits of information yeah they sat there like that's kind of weird yeah and they're like well what could cause that well if you wear one long enough a corset but those kind of went out of style a couple hundred years ago yeah so it's like they don't it's kind of a happy middle. Like they don't yeah. treat the audience like they're they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they don't like make it so obvious that you're like, okay, I know the whole mystery by the end of the movie. It's like for at least for me, it took a couple of watches before I felt like fully comfortable with like understanding what they were trying to say happened to her. But um, but they also aren't like so mysterious about it that they're like oh you know we'll give you the clues but the audience literally has to be the one to figure it out like it's a it's a happy middle um but yeah overall i love how it's a super creepy atmosphere they play upon you know some of our i think our deepest rooted like instinctual fears of like corpses and stuff like that and so it's like they play upon that fear, but then also like have it like a a mystery. And to me, that just keeps the film like really interesting to watch. And it makes you want to continue to watch it despite hearing the little bells tingle of the, the corpses walking around. <laughs> My stomach still drops whenever I hear that when I'm watching the movie. And then the part that gets me is like when you see the shadow under yes. the door. Oh my God. That gives me goosebumps every single time. Or when you see a figure in the mirror yes. in the corner of the hall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They do some really good. They do good 
I feel like there's subtle scares too. Like there's yeah, there are some jump scares, but there's there's a good amount of subtle scares too. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not like the most subtle of subtle scares, but the, it's at least not like let's cue the music so you know you need to be scared. Yeah, they ramp it up. Yeah, and they build to it. And then of course, like you can always discuss you know since it talks about witches you know can talk about like uh it kind of brings back forth the the tragedy of the salem witch trials and stuff like that now the the things that were done to her uh you know we didn't actually look up to verify but from my understanding um i've read a a a book about a historian talking about like the social statuses of the witches that were killed. But anyways, um, from my understanding, it was more like crushing, hanging, drowning, drowning, at least in America, stuff at the stake wasn't Yeah, that was, very common. that was a Europe thing. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly, I want to say it was France. I looked it up at one point. I'm pretty sure it was France. I mean, with, a. Uh, hunchback of notre yeah. dame that uh that fits uh, it fits tracks <laughs> yeah but um um i know they were saying it looked ritualistic and almost like torture like they were trying to get a confession or something out of her yeah so, so it's like those weren't the methods mm-hmm. that you and i had seen at least in our reading but it still would kind of make sense for the most part yeah like it it fit the witch narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel super out of place, but it wasn't necessarily, like, if it did happen, hers was a one of the few very unique scenarios yes. where, like, all of the things that were done to her were done to her that way. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's all I got. So, I give it an eight. I did take off a little bit for cat death. Poor Stanley did not deserve that. <laughs> Yeah. Just because he knew too much. At least I like the way that they kill off the cat. It's not too bad. It's like the cat's injured. And they... It's it's sad. It's awful. Um, you can tell he's really hurting and they do put him out of his misery, basically. Yeah. It's more of a mercy killing at that point. But it's still very, very, very sad. And <laughs> that cat was innocent. Cat did nothing except hiss at the body because it knew something wasn't right. Yeah. So rude. But um, it's a really solid movie. They use a lot of the environment to good effect, like really good effect, like the mirrors and the corners. Yes. And just the atmosphere of the morgue itself. I like that they kind of set it up because even yeah. before that happens, they're like, oh, here's a mirror. And it immediately makes you wonder, uh oh, like, what's <laughs> going to appear in the oh, mirror? God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> so they already like set it up for you to be mm-hmm. apprehensive. Yes. Um, and morgues, in, in and of themselves, are just kind of inherently dark feeling. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Um, just feeling not quite, not a good place to be. Yeah, it feels off. It does. There's a lot of death and heaviness, 
So it's very easy to feel uncomfortable in that kind of environment. And they use that in this movie quite well. Yeah. So when, like, the doors start opening, <laughs> the doors to the, the fridge <laughs> for the bodies... <laughs> Or when the lights kind of flicker, you're like, eh, don't like that. Because <laughs> they're down in like a sub-level. It's a basement kind of area. So there's no windows or anything to the outside to let natural light in. There's just the fluorescence. <laughs> yeah. Which I think was brilliant of them to yes. have it in an actual basement rather than... Yes. Um, I mean, it's like... Maybe for the the mortuary part, it tends to not have no. But I like like some no. Never mind. Anyways, uh, I was gonna say like I don't know if it's common practice for those areas to not have windows, but which would make sense because it's like you don't want someone to peek in and be like, oh look, there's well that and if a window breaks, then it could cause environmental factors that cause issues with the body and yeah. preservation of the bodies. Yeah. Which I know morgues don't typically do the preservation itself. They are a crematorium as well, but it didn't look like they were a, a mortuary place. I want to say the sign said morgue and crematorium. crematorium. Yeah, like it, it seemed to be... And we were kind of talking about this mm -hmm. after the movie, but like a coroner tends to be, that's the person that determines the cause of death. And so it was a little bit confusing that they're like, oh, made it very obvious that this is a coroner. This is why the cops are bringing bodies to them to investigate. But yet they're also a crematorium and a morgue. I don't know. Well, they were a morgue, but not a mortuary. So I don't think they handled any funeral arrangements. They might have determined cause of death if it was a suspicious death and then sent it to whatever funeral home they were supposed to be going to after. Yeah, but then as like the crematorium is where I'm like, well, at what point? Cuz well, so the state will occasionally get bodies that have no next of kin and oftentimes instead of burying them, they'll cremate them. Okay, okay. That would make sense. So it's it's handy to have, and they could have a side kind of thing for those that want to have just a small gathering at like a funeral place and then have the the cremation there instead. Yeah. And just do a very private, small cremation and then get the ashes from them. It seemed like a small town, so... Yeah. A lot of businesses double as a couple other things, but... That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that was a little confusing, but of course I'm bit, not... But we don't know much about the Yeah, industry. we're not a part of that scene, so... <laughs> it's still interesting to us, and mm -hmm. we would love to, to hear more about it, if there are any morticians or, or coroners out there <laughs> that can clarify it for us, please. <laughs> <laughs> but back on topic... Yes. Sorry. So they they do a good job of using the environment and uh, making it feel a little unsettling even before things even happen. So they do really, really well there. Um, and they're the people, the main characters of the story are not stupid. They do make some 
unwise decisions, but on the whole, they're very intelligent and they mostly keep their wits about them. So they are very stubborn, especially the dad. Yeah. Got to finish the job. We have a job to do. We need to finish it. He needs this information. The sheriff needs this information. So we're going to do this. But when stuff really starts ramping up and they're like, okay, nope, I'm done. Like the fridge doors open and bodies start coming out and all. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're done. (laughs) And they start to try to leave. When they can't leave due to a tree or what they think happened was a tree fell on the, the doors to the outside then they try to use a cell phone the cell phone of course has no service um oh and i should mention they did try to use the elevator first but with the power issues they weren't going to get the the elevator down there so then they tried the external door um when the cell phone has no signal they're like okay there's a landline in the study so let's go there they go there and they think that they get a line out to the sheriff's office, but it's a very bad connection and the call gets cut off. So they end up hearing stuff out in the hall and the bell tinkling, which was awful. (laughs) And they block the door, which was wonderful, with a heavy filing cabinet. So they do things that they're a bit reactive, but they're smart reactions on the whole. And they're very problem solving. So they see, okay, here's the problem. Here's what we can do to try to get around this problem. Yeah. So they do a really good job of that. It's not just stupid decision after stupid decision after stupid decision just because movie's got a movie. (laughs) And it's so refreshing to watch a movie that has smart decisions but they still end up screwed. (laughs) Because that is so terrifying to be in a situation like that. You do all of the right things, or at least most of them, and you still end up in the worst possible situation. Yeah. So it it gives you a stronger feeling of hopelessness while you're watching them go through this, and you're really pulling for them. And it makes it all the more heartbreaking when they don't make it out. And that's probably why it's not my, like, I'm going to watch this over and over again movie, because you can feel the hopelessness. I love that, though. <laughs> like, it's it sucks because it doesn't have a happy ending, but at the same time, they do such a good job with it. Yeah, like, it's the best. you don't get it often. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, like, an unsatisfying ending. It's not. Not entirely. There are some things that are a little... I got questions, of course. But on the whole, they do a really good job with it, and it doesn't feel quite as frustratingly unfinished. Yeah. You know it's going to continue. You're kind of interested to see what happens to the next one, to the next round of people that get it, but you don't feel unsatisfied about what happened for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And the fact that there's not a sequel is probably good. <laughs> because oftentimes it doesn't work. Watch there be, like, a sequel. 
probably now that I've said that. In the yeah. next year yeah. or two. Yeah, it's probably going to happen now that I said that. It's out there. Like, I could see <laughs> a sequel being decent if they, like, change it up a lot and bring new <sighs> things to the table. But it doesn't need a sequel, for sure. It really doesn't need a sequel. I think if they changed it too much, like, they went away from what they had initially found, then it would be a problem. Because they've already established these were her injuries. This is what was done to her. And this is her um, her motive operandi. Modus operandi. This is her MO. Like, honestly, I would think it would, so, be, it would be difficult to do well. Yes. But it'd be interesting to see, like, well, what if there's enough people that she's able to, like, come back? Yes. And what that would if be like. If she came back fully or make the movie not so much about what happened to her previously but stopping her from doing this to them but also to anyone else down the road so they could they could make another i'm kind of hoping that they don't though because it's so good as is just it's an easy way to water down yeah the series yeah please just don't touch it no touchy no touchy no touch but they could if they do it really well and don't change the the parts that we've already seen too much yeah like be true to the original but take it a step further that would be fine we would be very apprehensive about watching it we would but have to be very good (laughs) we would still watch it because we would have to but it really doesn't need one but that's what I've got on the entertainment. I love this movie. It was so much fun. It is terrifying to watch. But it's also really, really cool. The things that they talk about and the process that they do things. And they're basically investigating what happened to her without trying to figure out the why. Just what happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I know that not... Everybody is uh, creeped out by, like, bodies or whatever. And I feel like it's still a movie that they'd find interesting because of the mystery. Yes, absolutely. So, it's like, I I like movies like that where it's like, if that's not your niche horror, you know, whatever, then you'll you'll at least still find it interesting because there's this other element to the movie. There's, it's a technical aspect that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on. Yes. Uh, So for realism, I... This one's a really difficult one because... It is. It feels in the realm of possibility, but there are... Relatively speaking. Yeah, we, we have to allow for, like, the supernatural occurrences of her being able to manipulate dead bodies and electronics. Yeah, well, um, so for realism, I would give it a three. Um, I I feel like they do a great job with, like, uh, demonstrating how coroners operate, especially with the very first body before they bring in Jane Doe, 
where he's kind of demonstrating to his son that it's not as easy as like cutting open a body and being like, oh, this is how they died. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they think initially, oh, this is how, or the son thinks initially, this is how he died. But then the father's like, well, wait a moment. Like, let's check these other. You didn't check everything. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, they end up finding a different uh, cause of death. So it it not only establishes that death in itself is not always clear cut, but it also shows, uh, kind of shows you what they have to do whenever they bring in Jane Doe and that um, they kind of expect everything to not be as it, it seems, but then that ends up surprising them. Um, the, the diagnostics with their descriptions are pretty accurate, but the, inaccuracies as far as decomposition um were wait yeah there were some inaccuracies uh uh, regarding decomposition um like the like when clouded eyes uh set in um he said it was a few days but it's actually within two hours according to the national institute of health and I think they mention uh, rigor mortis too, but I think that one was okay. Yeah, um, that one seemed plausible. And they mentioned the uh, the temperature of the body was cold, but they did also mention that that could be due to different environmental factors. Yeah, yeah, like which was nice. Yeah, <laughs> like especially since they found her in the ground in a basement. I would imagine that it it would make sense that she'd be colder. Um, And then, but the, really my biggest complaint is, uh, to me, what standed... Stood. Thank you. What stood out... I can't talk. I know, it's all good. (laughs) uh, What stood out as, like, super, like, what the heck uh, is going on is when they attempt to call the police... And you can hear the police on the other end, but then the line disconnects. And the police don't come at all to to at least check out and make sure that everything's okay. The only thing I can think of that explains why they didn't is if that call actually never happened. Mm-hmm. If it's all in their heads. Because it's like you do find out at the very end that, uh, well... I don't know. Was it our theory that the girlfriend actually did not die, or did they actually prove, or did they actually show that she didn't actually die? They didn't show it. It's very unclear, and the internet is also kind of split apparently, because they never show her body when the the sheriff and his team were there processing the scene. They don't show the aftermath fully. They just show them finding the son and the the dad. Yeah. And taking out two bodies. Now, it could also be that they had already taken her body and just didn't really show them processing that area. But it seems kind of unlikely. Or they were waiting for another truck. But at that point, everyone was starting to pull out of that building at yeah. the very end. Like, the truck with the two bodies was driving away, and they were, like, closing the gate. So. Yeah. But <laughs> but regardless, like, even if whether or not the girlfriend actually died or not, 
they were seeing bodies walking around. So I feel like that's at least brings into question enough that it's possible that the call may not have happened mm-hmm. at all. Well, that and the fact that the tree was fine at oh, the very yeah, end. that's true. When it was supposed to have fallen and was the thing that was blocking the door to the outside. Yeah. And he was hearing, like, they were having auditory hallucinations as well. Because when the kid thought everything was over and he thought that they were cutting away the tree from the door, he said, open the door, just let us in. And then he started singing that song that kept coming on the radio. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so. There's, they were very unclear about certain things. <laughs> yeah, for me, it, it's almost kind of like Oculus, which we haven't mm-hmm. reviewed Oculus yet. But it's like where you kind of question what you're seeing is actually happening or not. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those movies. <laughs> but it's not as bad as like. As confusing. I don't know. To me, it's like I still still feel satisfied what they do or do not prove as, like, being shown. Because you're really just witnessing what these characters are going through. But, yep, yep. So I'm going to be a little different this time. I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> I think they did a really good job. They did have some inconsistencies with, like, the cloudiness of the eyes and things like that. Um, but they do a really good job with other things, mentioning um, the cause of death of that first body and how they found it and how they could tell that it wasn't just the smoke inhalation and everything. Um, they talk about rigor and the, the temp of the body being colder than they expected, but... It could be due to environmental factors where they found her, what happened before, which they're trying to figure out what happened to the body anyway. Um, they mention with everything, every weird thing that they find with the body, they're like, this doesn't make sense. And they question themselves and, and the body and like how this is possible and that's when they start trying or start realizing that there's some weird supernatural things going on with this. <laughs> and that's when like the lights start kicking out and the doors open and everything. So up to that point, they do a really, really good job. Like with the shattered joints, there should have been bruising and external signs of the shattered joints. They open her up and see the... Um, the scar tissue of multiple stab wounds on the organs, but absolutely nothing on, like, the muscle tissue or the skin that would indicate that she was actually stabbed. They see her lungs have been burnt basically to a crisp, but the rest of her body's fine. (laughs) And the dad is like, she could smoke, I think he said, like, 10 packs a day. For 30 years or so and still never come close to this level of degradation in her lungs. So they do a really good job of seeing all these strange things and mentioning, you know, this isn't right. This this isn't normal. Why doesn't it show external signs? She looked basically flawless when she was brought in. 
So to see the level of damage. And then to say, imagine if all of the internal things we've found showed or presented like they should externally, what would she look like? (laughs) And the son responded, she'd be mangled. (laughs) That's accurate. So I love that they mention that and they don't just write it off. Yeah. Um, They, again, do a really good job of making good decisions, rational, coherent decisions that you can easily believe people would make in this situation. The son, at a couple different points, is like, this is kind of weird and uncomfortable. Maybe we should do this in the morning. You sure we shouldn't hold off and do this a little later? And it was the dad being stubborn, saying, no, the sheriff said he needed it tonight, so we can't just put it off. Which seems plausible and believable. You know, it's he's kind of writing the kid off a little bit, thinking, you know, he's being lazy or wants to go out with his girlfriend or he's tired, you know, but we got a job to finish. Which is a bit unfair, because it's like... A little. He literally postponed going to the movies for... Yeah. His dad. Though, or he's getting freaked out for no reason. Yeah. Though I do have to bring into question, and we didn't look this up, but it does seem like an extremely fast turnaround time for the sheriff to ask him to know the yes. answers by the next day. It is. I feel like it definitely is, especially for such an odd situation like that. Now, the sheriff probably thought that since she looked flawless when they brought her in, that it would likely be a fairly easy autopsy and quick just to figure out what happened to her cause of death-wise. But if they couldn't find anything wrong internally, then they would have had to have performed a tox screen, which would take time. (laughs) So it's kind of a big ask to get a cause of death yeah, within, you know, 12 hours. Yeah. And that's being generous, 12 hours. And it's like, don't you realize that uh, he sleeps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that did seem a little fast there. Um, the call not going through, that really, really bugged me as well. But like we were talking about after we finished the movie, I think the way they were trying to present it was the call never actually went through. Which would make sense, because then morning comes and the sheriff gets there and realizes there's carnage. (laughs) Yeah, because if she... Because, let's be real, Jane Doe is the one pulling all of the strings. So if she allowed the call to go through, she would risk being interrupted Mm -hmm. with trying to come back. Or just, even if she's not trying to come back, she's trying to exact revenge, if nothing else, yeah. on the people that continue to harm her body. Yeah. So she doesn't want that, her own ritual, basically, interrupted. Yeah, which I guess we didn't mention in the entertainment, but I saw one person um, commenting on this movie and gave a perspective that I hadn't honestly thought of. I was like, Oh yeah. Where it's like, this movie is very much about, um, bodily autonomy. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, her body was, 
desecrated when she was alive during the witch trials and kind of her being like, no one will desecrate my body again. Mm -hmm. And taking out revenge or vengeance on anyone who tries. Yeah. So, um, but that's, uh, back to the call thing. That's the only thing I can think of to where if a call had gone through, absolutely no one coming to check makes no sense whatsoever. Because for as pushy he was as he was being about needing the cause of death as soon as humanly possible, like, the next morning, if he had gotten a call and it dropped, then logic would dictate, well, maybe he got the cause of death and he was trying to call me about it so that I'd have the info. And if he can't get a call back through because they would likely at least try to call back... If a call wasn't getting through, then he'd likely send someone over or go over himself and be like, okay, so you were called. Do you have the cause of death yet? Is that what you were calling about? Mm-hmm. If that wasn't what you were calling about, what's the issue? Because <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. So the only thing that really makes sense there is if the call didn't actually go through. Yeah. But it's very unclear. Which is frustrating, and why I took off some. <laughs> yeah, like like we said before, it's like this movie. It definitely gives you some information, mm-hmm. but doesn't like spell out everything. Yes, the other thing, the other big thing that I counted off for was because the inconsistent, aggressive spirit of this woman is very inconsistent. Like, we have no idea how long she was in the ground in that basement before someone found her and all of this started. We have no idea how long that family had been living in that house peacefully with no issues until they found her. And even when they found her, what could they possibly have done to make her attack them? Because just finding her doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. Now, it makes perfect sense when they're cutting into her for the autopsy and finding all these things, but, and that she didn't do anything on the drive there because they were just transporting her. But at the very end of the movie, when they're going to transport her to the next county over, she changes the radio like she's going to start attacking again. So, why? <laughs> Like, the driver hasn't even looked back there. Why is she starting up again? It's just very, very inconsistent. So, I wish that instead of showing us the family at the very beginning, I think it would have made a lot more sense if maybe she was out in an unmarked grave kind of thing in the woods and a development company started messing with that area and discovered the body. Hmm called the sheriff and the sheriff was like this is super weird she looks i I can't tell outwardly if this was foul play or not like it's weird because she's in the middle of the woods for no reason but i can't tell how she was killed right off the bat just by looking at her so transport her to the morgue all right give me something (laughs) i think it also it would be interesting if they did like a prequel to like just so for to know how she got in that basement yes. in the first place. Yeah. Or if it was like just a freak thing. Like, yeah. 
Now, they could have potentially, um, whoever dealt with her before, buried her in that location super far down, as far as they possibly could. And they just happened to build a house there. And the basement was low enough that when they started trying to do renovations and things, they discovered a body. But how did whoever had her before get her to that point? Because they seemed more... South? They yeah. seemed further south. And they said that she would have come From more... the northeast. Yeah. So she was a good distance away from what it sounded like. So how did the people that dealt with her before not end up dead? <laughs> First off. Well, and plus, like... I mean, of course, we don't know what happened to the initial people, like, what they did, but mm -hmm. it at least appeared like they just, like, dug her up and then maybe, like, didn't touch her, like... I mean, I, I would hope that they would have called the police, so it's, like, that into question, but then also, like, since they dug her up, could you really consider that desecrating her body versus, I mean, like, cutting into her, like, the corner? Yeah, I could see it being they're disturbing her rest, but... It just seemed off. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that her revenge was over the corner of her, like, cutting open her body, causing her pain, you know. But then the previous people, it didn't really seem like yeah. that was the case at all. So, I don't know. So, it just seemed a little inconsistent and extreme. Yeah. In some places, so... I wish they were a little less vague on those things. I feel like it would have made it a little bit stronger of a movie. But that's just me, personally. But overall, I mean, otherwise, with the medical and technical aspects of it, it was fairly accurate. There were a few inaccurate things, like the cloudy eye bit and all, but it wasn't terrible. <laughs> Yeah, like, like overall, I definitely feel like it's a movie worth watching. Oh, yes, definitely. It might not be everybody's cup of tea, I can see that, but at least, you know, it, it's got multiple parts in it, so I feel like it, it can help encompass a wide range of yes. horror fans. But. Thank you so much for joining us today, and please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea, and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places you listen pod to podcasts. But I also want to shout out that I was trying to figure out when to bring it up. Uh, I <laughs> Uh, that's why I was like rushing and like, oh, let me pop in before you say your spiel. But anyways, um, we now have a public uh, Discord server. Um, the, the movies coming out this month, most of them, were voted upon by our lovely Horror Movie Tea server community. Uh, we... For the meantime, because of a, a certain co-host coming, uh, will not... Alexa, turn off. Do not, Due or, to the, the well, little tea sipper well, in the making, Yeah, we have scheduled out our episodes for a good bit. Yeah, so we, we will, <laughs> once um, 
once we have uh once we are back in the groove of things we will then reconvene pulling but if you want to connect with other horror movie fans we also have like a a video game channel and and movie stuff like talk that. channel yeah. um tv show talk channel so like horror tv shows yes and then you can also see more frequent updates of yes. like our live streams we also have a section that literally just says here's the upcoming months like movies so because on our socials we're <laughs> it's kind of hard to plan that stuff ahead of time so we're yes. not super good about doing that and we both have lives outside of this yeah so with discord <laughs> it's just way easier it to just easier. pop in there and and that way we can edit it as mm -hmm. needed but anyways point is if you'd like to uh have a horror community like we are trying to get then uh think about joining our server and if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. If you'd like to support us monetarily, we have a Teespring and a PayPal, or we have our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe. It does not affect the price of the tea at all. It just allows us to continue to do what we love. You can find all of the sites mentioned linked below, including Discord. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye. Thank you.